0: Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. And tonight, we have a really, really special guest. I said, really? A very, very special guest. Trust me, this is going to be a great interview. This New York City legend is a basketball icon. He attended Sewell Park High School and the legendary Tennessee A&I now Tennessee State. In those days, the NBA did not draft many black players into the league. So from 1966 to 1974, this basketball head played for the Harlem Globetrotters. He was part of that classic team called the show. You know, the original Globetrotters, with Curly Neal, Meadowlark Lemon, and Wilt Chamberlain. But this basketball head saw that black players were being exploited and wanted a change. He stood up for everyone who didn't have a voice in the game, so he started the Trotter Union because he knew a change was going to come. This basketball head was also named Top 50 Greatest Players in Rucker Pro League. And he also coached at Central Connecticut, Long Island University, Boston College, Stanford University, and now serves as the chairman for the retired globe Charters association help me welcome to the show new york city legend basketball icon and a member of the basketball hall of fame bobby zorro hunter you all ready Y'all ready yeah 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 you have you just stepped out, out into, into the, the world, world of, of chaos. chaos, where everybody, where everybody goes, goes ha. Online buy your tickets cause the game about to start. What's happening? Well, How, I'm you doing
1: OG? <laughs> How you doing, OG? Hey man, not bad. Not bad. Uh I went to my therapist today and I told her, I said, listen, since I can't be wealthy, make me healthy.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Listen, brother, we are both shining tonight, man. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but each one teach one shirt. Okay.
0: Oh. That's classic right there. All right, and okay, since okay. and since you were such a revolutionary in your time and still are, right? Oh, I got oh, on? Oh,
1: my man Malcolm. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh,
1: yeah, my cousin was the first Black Panther here in Harlem, David White. Wow. So the Panthers actually came from New York. Came from Alabama to New York, and then went to California.
0: That's awesome.
1: And David White was the head of United Harlem Grove, which was giving brownstones back to people in Harlem. And he lined up in 36th Street. That's the first place. Luther Gale still has his place. I had two brownstones across from PS36. Wow. I don't want Tank to be mad at me, so I had to show
0: that, you know. It's all good.
1: The it's real all good. Plays a Harlem shirt.
0: Definitely, definitely. First of all, I like to say welcome to the show. I'm glad we can reconnect and make this happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you bring the phone down a little bit, sir, sir? There you go. I need okay. to see that beautiful smile, you know? All right. There and you I, go. A, so getting
1: all hit there, man.
0: Pause. <laughs> nah. All right. Who introduced you to the game?
1: Uh, who introduced me to the game? A guy, I think more or less named Herman White uh, from 129th Street, played with Sach Sanders at uh, Seward Park. And then a guy named Junior Martin took me to my first game. Uh, Junior Martin uh, coached the small team. Quite a player was part of the um, uh, Five Guys. That, that's going back. That's going back an awful long time. The Five Guys: uh, Willie Hall, Tom Hoover, uh, Tony Greer, uh, Tim Shine, uh, Barry Barry Barnett. Wow, Hey, hey Pickles Murphy. So that's 12. Wow. A further. But Cecil Watkins. Introduced me to basketball life. And Cecil Watkins was head of the courtsman. He also approached PS68 Nats. He also brought the referees and had training at PS68. He also had Amcor. Uh, He also uh, developed the courtsman team. And around the nation, there was Pro-Am. And Pro-Am was development of players and referees in like uh, uh, various states, and there was close to 20 of them throughout. Wow. So Cecil Watkins, therefore, introduced me to Rucker, and the rest is history. And Rucker, who I love, because he was able to handle me, as he was able to handle. See, Rucker was a personal friend of each player. So anybody tell you, say, yeah, Rucker, that was my personal friend but he was the personal of each player and the Rucker had the wow. ability to, to speak to you in a manner where his voice went right in your ears and it came into your mind and it didn't explode and it wasn't a yell or a scream or talking down to you. So his communication skills was most powerful. So I said, wow, if you can do this to me, maybe I can do this to some other people <laughs> and, and every speaking engagement I ever had, any basketball clinic. I tried to duplicate Rucker in every manner.
0: Well, you have a few people that's, you know, seen you play on here and who work with you. My guy, Jason Gilliam, right? He said he worked in a few camps with you um, and did a few clinics with you as well. And he said you have one of the best memories in the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a good memory is a substitute for intelligence. Hey, well, I'll tell you how this went. Uh, you know, I was failing, and, and my mother said, "Well, look, uh, why are you failing?" And I said, "Well, you know, we having a problem in school, especially this girl Pat was sitting in front of me with the wahooie and, and so um, she said, "Well, look, if you can remember a whole movie and the title and each player in the each player and cast in the movie, then this history book could be nothing." So she said, "Let's do it the same way." So. <laughs> That got me started studying, just because of because moms whatever mom said was right. That's right, that's right. Where in Harlem are you from? 129th Street. You didn't know that. <laughs> I, I I know now. <laughs> 129th Street between Lennox and Fifth. Got you,
0: got you. That's
1: At big that big time car, when you was coming up, you had to have a three a three piece suit, had to have your 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 hat correct. And then also, you had to have your cuffs correct. And then the other is uh, you had to have a tie and knot in your tie.
0: Hey, gospel from Harlem are still getting fired to this day, man. So you guys set the foundation for that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Bring the, Can you bring the phone down just a little bit? Just a little okay, bit. Okay, here
1: we go. Here we go. How are we doing? There you oh, go. Yeah, yeah, there there go. you that, go. That's the biggie there. Yeah, there we go.
0: There you go. So when you was coming up, who was the best player in the neighborhood?
1: The best player in the neighborhood was John Harris. And John Harris uh, was MVP in the Rucker in the high school in 1958. Woo! Yes, John Harris. When, When you say John Harris name, people shake a little bit. But there was a great player in my class named Irvin Cato that made Cooper in the seventh grade basketball team, so that made it pretty good. And then wow.
2: we had a study game called 5-2. And there you would be working out the psychological
1: method of playing this game. And Walt Simon, who lived in my building, was one of the best 5-2 shooters there were. I think the best- Five 5-2. Two. 5-2. And you talk while you're shooting, and you bet while you were shooting, And uh, it would see uh, how your nerves set. And it really set me for uh, a long list of methods of playing. Best five-two shooter, Herman Honey Taylor. Wow. I would think, was Albert Church. Third might be Shorty Marshall. Fourth might be – fourth might be – that's a rough one, that fourth one.
2: Mm, mm, mm.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Now, look, my God, Jason Gilliam knows you well. He said, Zorro paints too. He is an Uh, avid uh, fan uh, uh, of art and painting.
1: Well, you know, uh, uh, all that time I wasted in class drawing in class, me, Urban Cato, and and Randy drawing horses, then uh, one day I found out, hey, uh, maybe I got a talent here. And then some lady said, hey, um, you're not too bad. And then I got with Lloyd Williams' sister named Grace Williams, 120 on 18th Street, and she taught me how to paint with glass. Wow. And it, like, it was like a life changer. And here, she thought I wasn't listening to her, and I listened to every word she said. It's the only thing that I'm meticulous in is painting.
0: Uh, paint. Oh, you're an excellent artist. Definitely. Definitely.
1: So So, and, uh, so listen, in the life uh-huh. of uh, young people and people's lives, young people, there's always one thing, and you have to find that one thing and connect it. and And if you don't believe me, uh, ask Duke Tango. <laughs> I call him Tango Duke. He Who's that? Who's Duke Tango? Tango?
0: Huh? Who's Duke Tango?
1: Uh, he changed the rucker into hip hop. Uh announcing oh the-
0: I got you. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. So do do you think that was a good thing or bad thing?
1: Uh I think that um I used to love to hear the moon glow sing. Then came the Jackson 5. And now it's no telling what becomes.
2: <laughs> um, I think well, the top, top line
1: sing the song saying, um, oh, God, what does P.J.D. sing? Something really cool. Uh, I'll be missing you. So life changes. The game changes. Yeah, definitely. The game changes. People change. Right? And, and, and the people who run it kind of stay the same. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what we're missing. We're missing the park department. The Park Department ruled, and we didn't know how important the Park Department was because they were mentors, and they were mentors that were together. And when I say together is that Ollie, Edinburgh, Chris Pelham, they were connected together, and Hilton White. Uh, Hilton White and uh, Mr. Ollie sent Charlie Scott to Alarmburg. Really? Together. And Sonny Sonny, uh, Reed with other uh, uh, Park Department people sent people to Benedict. So the Park Department was a very powerful piece. Cecil Watkins worked for the Park Department uh, out in Queens and he had ran the Ray Felix Tournament. The Ray Felix Tournament
0: was uh, second to the Rocker. Wow, this, this, is, this is all Long history for me right Blue's now, blue. yeah.
1: The Long Island crew and Brooklyn crew could get there very easily. And the games there was really something. Then we found out Cecil Watkins had another center called 127 in Elm Corp. So he was like a pioneer of basketball Throughout
0: the country, not only here in New York. Yeah, we need to get that back. We need to get something going yes. on in New York to, to um, bring the culture of basketball back to New Yorkers. Right now, uh, I I think we're just losing the the culture. The basketball is not going on anywhere, but the culture of basketball, uh, I think, is is not there. Well, there was a design.
1: There was a design to ruin basketball in New York because they have players like Sherman White, uh, Herman Taylor, uh, Ed Warner, Floyd Lane. Uh, these guys were pros uh, in college. So all of those people are missing now. We're missing. Hey, I'm listen, listen.
0: Right, listen, great minds think alike. I've I've been saying this for the longest on the show. There's an article, a New York Times article, that mentions the Regents exam. there. This is there that all the kids have to take in New York State. And they coincided with the sports, the decline of New York City basketball. As this thing hit, the decline of New York City basketball dipped, and players started to have to go to prep schools and other places to become successful. Not all, but many.
1: Well, I got a 63 on the English region. I was just thinking about that the other day. They could have gave me two more points. (laughs) I studied hard for that. Mr. Siegel, one day I'm going to get you, Siegel. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, they finished off Tony Jackson, and then they finished off Connie and Roger. Connie and Roger, was that was insane. Any day, any court, that would have never went through. So they ruined two of the greatest talents coming out of Harlem. What what happened with Roger Brown? Uh, What happened with Roger Brown? I I know about Connie Hawkins. What happened to Roger Brown? Oh, They tied Roger Brown to a gentleman that I won't mention his name. And in order for him not to go to jail, uh, he indicated Connie and Roger in the same manner as taking bribes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that took time out of his class. What he got out of it was a book and uh, no jail time. Isn't that crazy? Uh, It is. Uh, You know, unfortunately, earlier, uh, the right agents weren't presented for New York players. There is a long list of players that should have played in the NBA. I mean, from Ernie Myers to uh, uh, Mo Seven, uh, I, could, I, I could go down uh, uh, to uh, uh, the GOAT to uh, Joe Hammond. I mean, uh, Pee Kirkland. Uh, uh, Pee Kirkland did get a tryout. Uh, he did so well that they got rid of him. He did so well; they got. Pretty-
0: well, he, he said he said he, he turned down the forty thousand dollar contract because he had more of that in his
1: pocket. He did mention that. I can afford to disagree with him because the way he played at that camp, <laughs> he came to play. And as I was uh, at the dressing room there with Clifford Ray and whatnot, uh, the guy said, "Well, uh, he's the best in the camp, but." Uh, we can't take a chance. His cars driving behind him, and et cetera. So he did not make the Bulls. And then we were arguing in the Rucker Park one time, and uh, he said, "Man, I, I, you know, I didn't really want to make the NBA." I said, oh, "Bullwalk, you were trying to make the NBA." He said, "Well, I was drafted by uh, Seattle." I said, "Seattle didn't draft you. Uh, Chicago did." He said, "Well, Seattle did draft draft me." So. Just as we were arguing, uh um, Emmett Bryan came right around the corner. And uh um uh, uh Pee Wee said, Stickman said, Hey Emmett, did y'all draft me? Emma said, Yeah, we were trying to get you at Seattle. So, you know, I said, I don't
0: That's crazy. Now, another question. I wanna stay on this for a minute. Do you think that was one of the reasons why they kept a lot of guys out of the NBA because they were too good? I was – it used to trip me out when I had to see you guys when I was younger and say, why aren't these guys in the NBA? Because I wasn't watching the NBA back then. I was watching you guys.
1: Um, There was a lot of players. That made all American, uh, went on championship teams, and didn't make the NBA, and everyone was surprised. Um, I, I, I think it was a collective effort not to have those players because uh, best thing they could do is go to Long Island, say I'm from Long Island, and they said, "Wow, oh. but, uh, but uh, okay, I, I'm gonna try to get out of this way." Uh, Abe Saperstein said, "Don't have more than two New Yorkers on the team at a time,"
0: and that's crazy. Because now overseas, you only can have two Americans, and those two Americans are usually are uh, black guys. Yeah, well, overseas is
1: a whole different animal. The first time I got to went to Europe and was in Italy, I thought somebody was playing a joke when people when they were bowing down and they spoke in a manner that. Uh, and I was from Hunter 29th Street, so I was used to being cool, but um, I, I saw the difference in America and Europe in the treatment of African-Americans. And what Abe meant was, see, uh, uh, guys from New York are not going to accept the same thing as other guys do, you know? And that, that was proven by me and Pablo taking the Globe Globetrotters on strike. And uh, players have been trying to do it for some sixty years, but uh we were able to manage that. To say, hey, we're not playing because you're not treating African Americans right and uh, this here is against civil rights. Now take that. Yeah, i the very important. Listen, all he thought is super important. All he said, listen, they're gonna try to bribe you. I
2: said, What do you mean? He says they're gonna to try to bribe Wow.
0: Right now, I'm just going to be a student of the game and listen. I, I want to, because you started buffering. Did you say that Muhammad Ali said that Abe Sapistain was going to try to bribe you guys?
1: Uh, Abe, Abe had died. I was the last one that recruited him. And Abe didn't bribe anybody. He scared them. But this was the new management of uh, George Gillette and Potter Palmer. And Par uh, uh, Palmer, George Gillespie, said, look, I'm going to try to, uh, uh, we're going to get rid of Bobby if we have to bring an NBA player. So, so Bobby Joe Mason said, well, which NBA player is going to be that? Uh, I played five positions. And I ran wow. four miles a day, you know? And the only person I was scared of was Earl Monroe.
0: Like Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 keep
0: on this. I read basketball slave. Uh I think it was about uh former teammate of you guys. Uh I can't remember his name. His son is from Harlem. I do remember that. Hold on, I'll give it to you right now because I had it I had it written down.
1: What's the question again?
0: Uh no. He I just want to talk about um the the Globe at the time when they said, "Oh, I got it
1: right here, Andy Johnson. <laughs> Andy Johnson, that was my man, tough. He, yes, oh, uh, he, he was a uh, really tough, tough NBA player. Yes. Now, I, his story was interesting because what
0: they, what I read that the Globetrotters would sell you to an organization, and that organization will keep you, will either cut you."
1: Or keep you around right before they had to pay your pension and to get rid of you. Yeah, that was more or less how it was done back in the day. Because you see, there's three segments of Globetrotters. There's the Globetrotters that beat um, the Minneapolis uh, Lakers and beat- We're gonna
0: get there. I want to talk okay. about that as well.
1: And then, and, and then there was the Globetrotters that. Uh, I played with where we played some straight games and we played all-star games and then came the Globetrotters that played that had girls. So there was three generations of Globetrotter playing. Okay.
0: Now, let's let's go back to that first game with the uh, Minneapolis Lakers, right? Yeah. At this time, you know, the NBA is opening up for you guys. The NBA the will the, the the NBA NBA play first, and then the Harlem Fame will play uh, second. And then they start seeing, uh, no, they will have the Harlem Fame first and the NBA games second, but then the people will start leaving, and then they switched it. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, you guys got, guys got egos, so they start talking, and then the game gets played. Now, the question I always wanted to ask, that first game when they won
1: by two, did they do that purposely? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Because the next game they blew him out by 20. I, I know, but I know the guy who made the winning shot. I, I met him. Yeah. No, no, no. I, that, that, no I, I, had, I
0: had a theory. I had a theory that A. Sapistine told the guys don't win by too much because the first game he did, and they didn't want to embarrass the NBA guys. So
1: they won by two, and mm. uh, now, uh, uh, this, is to, well, this is my theory. This uh, is my theory. The people I talked to that were still alive, that played in the game, uh, told me, no. no. <laughs> he said, no, uh, we we weren't sharp as we normally are. And see, the Globetrotters had a technique of playing straight ball that was second to none. I've seen the Celtics use some of it. I look at the NBA players now, and I'm surprised that the coaches don't implement it. But what was the difference between the first and second game? Uh, the Globetrotters were more relaxed. The first game they were
0: Got you. Got you. Got you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Another story that uh, was in a book, it said that uh, if a representative for the Globetrotters came they usually came and got players who were underclassmen, and they would spread out $500 or $800 in ones on the bed to kind of attract guys to play. I
1: have no idea about
0: that. Yeah, I, that was just all the information I got for the, uh, the Andy uh, Johnson story. He well, said, I, 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 have no, I, I have no idea about that. They, but they, no, he,
1: he came,
0: okay. he came was to uh, Washington State. And they spread $500 of ones on his bed. And he said, out was the most money he ever saw. And he said, that's when he was sold.
1: Mm. Well, I know that there was some a lot of manipulation during, during that because part of the deal, uh, uh, they stopped Marcus Haynes from going to Philadelphia. Marcus Haynes. See, Marcus Haynes, everything he did was real. He did the same thing all the time. I mean, uh, I'll just put it like this here. I only tried to check two people in my life. Uh, that was uh, Earl Monroe and Marcus Haynes, and it, it did turn out good for me. Marcus Haynes, I jumped on him in camp. Said you ain't all that, and he hit the ball in my chest. Went one, two, three, bang, jump shot. So the next time I had him, and he spun, bang, jump shot. So the third time. You know what happened, right? I was trying to follow. I (laughs) got (laughs) away.
0: Oh, man. So let's go back a little bit. When you were in Sewer Park, how good were you guys?
1: Oh, man, we was great until Rodan fell out. Walter Simpson. I mean, he was something else. He found out he failed off the team. I couldn't imagine him failing off because he had a great handwriting. He acted like he was always in class.
2: <laughs> boy, uh,
1: we were really, 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 bad. we was pretty, we were pretty good. Uh, uh, Franklin was awful good at that time. And what about Clayton?
0: What about Duane Clay?
1: They were always good. They were they were always good. They had uh, Dunbar, um, uh, popcorn, uh, Eddie Bowens, Charlie Fowler, Jerry Harkness. Woo, gosh, you know what I mean? They were they were they, they were scalling and popcorn. Uh, I mean. I, he had that long stride going to the basket each time. And the other, is it was no shot. He didn't think that you couldn't block. And then if you came down the middle, uh, less rumble. I mean, wow. Uh, he
0: tested and he still awesome winning room. this program in New York City. He's still yeah. winning this high school as far as city championships in New York City. Well, listen, uh,
1: the, the Clinton team uh, that beat boys high, they played in the college freshman in 1960. So it was Dunbar, Eddie Bourne, Charlie Fowler, uh, and then they brought me Tony Gray and Artie Bird in. And we beat Roger Brown, Connie Hawkins, and Wynn. Uh, once in Brooklyn, once here. Oh yeah, we, we beat they butt uh, come on popcorn. They still remember popcorn. And then we had we <laughs> we had uh Distant playing with us. And he had Lucky he had a limousine because that game we won in
0: Brooklyn with the beer bottles and the baseball players playing uh in popcorn punks. When did y'all play? When did y'all play in Brooklyn? Y'all playing Kingston Park. That,
1: or like Kingston Park, which is Andrew's park.
0: Now, now, this is history, people, because the great Ray Haskins told me the first Rucker games were held at Kingston Park and not in
2: Harlem.
1: Mm, he's um Right and wrong. (laughs) Uh, One of the early games was there in Brooklyn, but they also had one in Rucker Park at 129th Street. Right. I I, I get that. But I'm talking
0: about, like, where is that now? They moved moved it. They moved from 149th to 155th.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was on 29th Street first, and then they moved to 130th Street because uh, there was a sink in the park, and the water would fill up. So Rucker told McCullough to clean up that water, and then he told me and Ernie Morris, uh, uh, McCullough said uh, to me and Ernie Morris, Rucker, why don't you clean that water up? Uh, There was some marvelous games there because I come up from on 29th Street and watch Jackie Jackson snatch and whoop's uh, jump shot out of the sun. Please, yo, let's talk about Jackie.
0: Let's talk about Jackie Jackson. Let's yeah. talk about jumping Jackie Jackson real yeah. quick. Please explain to me what kind of hops this guy, because I we never seen him play. Who we can, can we can compare him to? Uh, you,
1: the only one person you can compare him to is possibly John Thompson but uh, uh, he blocks shots in a certain manner because uh, all of, of that Connie and uh, Jackie had that same thing they make like they wasn't looking at you and then they had the ability to take one step and go and get you it was, it was nothing uh, uh, I've never seen anybody jump like Jackie Jackson in my life uh, jump over mm. the head. Jump, jump over their head. So he was broke one time. So I said, uh everybody come around here. Uh, go touch the top of the backboard. Yeah. Wow. I played with him for eight years. He sat beside me. He never gave me any of the money I dropped on the floor. Hey, my guy Ref1 said, he seen you give Dr. J... Julius Irvin, the business. How true is that? Well, listen, man. As years go along, you hear the stories. You know what I mean? Uh, Dr. J came late and got 57. Me and Cook Anderson was both checking him. Pete Bestie put it in the post. Uh, only business I've seen given to... Uh, uh, Dr. J was by Joe Hammond. Really?
2: I, now, I heard. this was. I heard this was man. It, it didn't happen
1: that way. Oh, so okay. So Doc came late and, and dropped 57 on you guys. Right. So yeah, that's the way of telling the story of about who did what business to who. <laughs> Got you. Got you.
0: How good was Dr. J? when he was coming up to Rucker because, you know, the, we didn't see him until he kind of like passed his prime in the NBA because the first NBA game I've, I saw was the 1980 championship with between the Lakers and the Sixers, and that was the first game I've ever watched from front to back. Uh, I'm almost sorry he played on that cement
1: because it may have ended his career uh, earlier. But, you see, I only seen two hands like Dr. J. That's Dr. J's hand, and that's and Tatum's hand. Connie Holkins did have big hands? Uh, well, <laughs> see, there's big hands and there's big hands. To Dr. J <laughs> and to Bruce Tatum, it was like a tennis ball in their hand. The wow. The slipped out. They never had to... Do the stick moves. That's when you take your finger and stick it to make sure it's tight, and then you keep on going. See, it's a different motion. It's a different motion than this motion here, straight on all the way.
0: Got you. Got you. Yeah. So, back then when you was coming out of high school, what was the college recruiting process like?
1: Uh, Very strong, and you uh, the SATs was very important to, to uh, have. Otherwise, you had to go to junior college.
0: So when did they start coming up with the SAT exam? Uh, ever since I'm going, it had to be
1: uh, early, early 50s.
0: Right. Okay, I, I want to see this right now, because this is something I should have looked up a long time ago. S-A-T, 1926, founded,
1: 1926.
0: OK, good. Yeah, that's about right. It was an from the Army ID test. And that's how they came uh, up everything with Everything was in 1926.
1: Go tried try to start in 1926.
0: Yeah. Wow. OK. That's now. That Texas a and team, again, thanks to Coach Haskins, he told me that they were the first team to win three college national championships.
1: Uh, I believe it was only two. It was two? And it was the second team. Back to back, back to back. Yes,
2: back to it back. It was
1: the second team to have, um, to put five black players on the court at one time. The first was
0: Texas uh, El Paso. Liola. It wasn't Texas El Paso. It wasn't uh,
1: Texas El Paso, the movie that we saw. Uh, I, I would have to say it was Loyola. Wow. I think they were playing Cincinnati.
0: This is all history, man.
1: This is crazy.
0: That's crazy.
1: Uh, I talked to I talked to um, David Latine um, uh, two days ago. Powerful. And a matter of fact, we were online with line with uh, and Bobby Joe Hill was magic.
0: What? Well, hey, listen.
1: And Paul that's the no. Excuse me. I, he, was he was the Clinton. Bobby Joe Hill was the Clinton, right? Bobby Joe Hill was the Clinton, right? Willie Worsley. Willie Borsley
0: with the clip. Yes. Where did Bobby Joe go? Where did, where did he come from? Uh, uh, he came from Detroit. Got you.
1: Uh, got you. A line of Detroit players that never got that whole thing thing. They had a group come
2: out
0: in nineteen. Yeah, that's really that's one uh, uh, the five players. Play. Oh, yeah. But he said they they wasn't the first one to put black, five black guys on the floor. He yeah. said yeah. He oh, was. Shit. This is crazy. It was called, cool. cool. well you. Yes, glory to all. i
1: for you to have uh, Jerry Hartness
0: on. Oh, <clears throat> that would be awesome. So, out of uh, the other schools should recruiting you, what was some of the other school besides Tennessee and now, uh, which is uh, now Tennessee?
1: Loyola. I was a lot for Loyola but I failed the regents. And then I was supposed to go to uh, a junior college, uh, uh, starts with a J in uh, Illinois. I believe a prison's there. And then I was uh, Maryland, Maryland, uh, NYU, and a Citadel. (laughs) Uh, My grandmother said, no, they think you're the white Bobby Hunter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, do it now. I imagine you go there. Yeah, bro. Back then.
1: <laughs> it took me, I hadn't I, I even learned to take orders yet.
2: <laughs>
1: so how was
0: life, how was life for you down in Tennessee coming from New York? Uh,
1: they called me Manhattan. And uh, uh, I remember uh, me and Wilma was out, I ran a little track earlier. But uh, I had got uh, I had got pneumonia uh, when they
0: had the Olympic tryouts, so I was uh, running track down at Tennessee. You know. Yo, um, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, OG, hold on, OG. Yeah. For y'all people who not getting it, because he's just saying, yeah, you know, I was out there with Wilma. He's talking about the legendary Wilma Rudolph. Let's oh, make some so cool Don't that. Be about
1: beautiful. Hey, don't leave out beautiful, huh? Don't leave out beautiful. Oh yes, and beautiful. Yeah, uh, that's I, I right. Was, I was in the back uh, racing up for a kiss. Uh, she took off like a rocket. Uh, I, said, What's, what, what, I said, "What was that? Uh, well, you couldn't let me win." She said, "I tried." <laughs> I, I, I
0: heard. I heard. I heard. You had some problems with uh. Muhammad Ali on that. What was going on? Tell oh, me about oh, that. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Uh, you know, he uh, they came on campus together, you know, walking that walk with them Olympic medals and whatnot. You know, I said, y'all ain't all that. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Uh, oh, man. Uh, did not know that those two were going to be two great African-Americans in history. And, uh, you know, uh, Ollie and I got uh, closer later on in life. Matter of fact, uh, I wanted him to come down to the press conference at the Urban Coalition with uh, uh, Lloyd Williams and uh, Percy Sutton and Arthur Bonds, but I didn't realize the pressure that he was under at that exact time because. He was just coming back to fighting after giving it up for five years and saying, no. The greatest thing a Black person can do is just say no. And he said, here, take the fame, here, take the money, Uh, take the excitement, take everything, but no. And my brother, who we're going to be honoring on the 22nd at the Georgia Capitol, uh, Dr. John O'Brien, listen Dr. John Carlos. John. Donovan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, Represent. We're going, honoring, we're going to be honoring him at the uh, Georgia Capitol on October 22nd, along with Barry McLeod, Bethune's grandniece. Uh, wow. Uh, Curly Neal. And uh, a few others uh, such as Sharon Hill, who was head of the uh, E-R-A in Atlanta. Uh, and if in case you don't know what that is. Uh, I got offended because I found out women's rights
2: were only in 30 Wow. Families. So we're standing behind them. The former blowcrows are standing by women
1: trying to get this out to people because there's some people that don't care and there's some people that don't know.
0: Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Salute to you, OG. That's, that's what it's about yeah, right there, man. So tell me about this uh friendship you had with Curly Neal. I know that was your old roommate. Oh
1: man. Oh you talking about Script Neal? That's what they call him. That's what they call him on the black circuit. Uh, script Neal. Man, I remember the game we played in New Jersey against the ABA. And he was he, he snuck back home from overseas claiming his Neal. Y'all played against the ABA? Yeah. Yeah. Where are these damn games? Oh, man, it was at the armory, man. Some guys, oh, man. They had a lot of Ken Do all-stars on there. Dr. Webster was on there. Gerald Govan, oh, man. Man, uh, Charlie Brown, oh, boy, oh, goodness gracious. Man, uh, Curly Neal got 42. See, when we play straight games, it take them about a <laughs> almost three-quarters to figure out, hey, this guy is the real thing here. <laughs> uh, I, you know, when we were roommates, uh-huh. uh, you know, to this day, when I come in, uh, I come in there, uh, he, he, he'd make up the bed and clean the bathroom and wipe off the table. I mean, the maids loved him. I mean, <laughs> oh, God, man.
0: Yeah, he was, he was one of
1: my favorites.
0: Him and Metal Lock Lemon was my favorite. And your name just was just like, when I heard about the, the Alva Zorro in the movie, I just didn't get it. I was like, the Zorro I know lives in Harlem. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I had to shave my, 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 I had to, I had to grow up sideburns and whatnot. Because we were in Westchester, And we came out of the dressing room, and Medlock's mother said, hey, Medlock. I said,
2: oh. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) it scared
1: him. I I said, I got to get me some beer. And and oddly enough, her last name was Hunter too. And she went across the street from us. What year did you play in the Rucker league? I played uh, in 1965 with Sam Stitt. Uh, Jer- uh, Johnny Green, um, who else? Johnny Green, Sam, Stiff, Frankie Townsend, Pickles, Murphy, and uh, Kovac, and uh, Dave Stalwart. And then I went overseas. And when I came back, uh, the, the Davis team was sweet and sour. I said, oh, no, we're not having that. <laughs> Uh, 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 Yeah, tell them to pause uh, on that one, OG. Oh, yeah, we changed changed that. I said the name of the team is the Urban League.
2: And uh, we got some blue uniforms and put in Ron Jackson, Tony Greer,
1: uh, Willie Hall, uh, Wally Goodwin, and Pickles Murphy, and Frankie Townsend. And uh, a guy from Brooklyn uh, named Smith, Smiley Smith.
0: That's crazy because the, the way you talk now, like you uptown guys, is always coming to Brooklyn to play. I know in my era, a lot of uptown guys and Queens guys didn't come to Brooklyn to play.
1: Well, uh, well, uh, some of us was different. See, if you're all black, you go anywhere. So I I play in Brooklyn with uh, I play in Brooklyn with uh, you know Niles, uh, Butch Niles, yeah. and and um, uh, Jackson. Uh, 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 Jackie, Jackson? Jackie Wilson. Oh, Jackie, Jackie Wilson. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I, I, there was the famous game in Soul in the Hole. Uh T V Vinson was there. T. V. Vincent's old time play. That that's going too bad for everybody. Uh um we were we were playing like nobody's business, and I was checking Goldfinger. And Goldfinger was killing him. And I, I was on him so tight a raindrop couldn't get in between. And I checked him all away and he just turned like it was nothing, like I was nothing, and shot the ball in. And before it hit the ground, I grabbed and threw it down court. And Jack and Jackie Wilson laid it up. The game was over. I was in my car and the fight had started.
2: <laughs> that
0: that's what they do. Listen, that's all the guys to say, man. We don't want to come to Brooklyn because we don't want no problems, man.
1: Oh, so that's in the hole. Whole...
0: Yes. Oh, man. That that was considered to be a problem. Now, when you join the Globetrotters, right? Yeah. And you start seeing the players getting treated unfairly. And when you came over to Union. Did they, did they kind
1: of dismiss you right after that? Uh, no. Uh, Pop Gates and Carl Green told me, plan carefully and watch who you tell. So by the time they got everything, I had everything pretty well structured, and then Pablo had the other team. A real power here. Could I have done what Pablo did? Because Bobby Hunter told Pablo, hold down the other team and join what's right. So it's something in your life that it brings you to an area with another man when you got each other's back. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel like the NBA blackballed you because of that? No, no. They blackballed me before that. <laughs> but no, no. No, I, I... Uh, I, I was in the I was in the Nick camp and uh playing down in um Wilmington, Delaware with Freddie Clark and Tom Hoover. And I shot a left hand, backhand on Laverne, uh, Laverne Tark, and uh um Neil Johnson said, If you'd have missed that shot, I would have got rid of you right then. So you 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 know, uh <laughs> um he, I played better team ball when I got with the Globetrotters. Wow. wow! It's rough. Uh, um, being able to play <laughs> five positions and being able to run 25 miles a week and being ambidextrous, uh, <laughs> and then the other is, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that five-two. Uh, gave you a calming effect, so I had no problem. Uh, I couldn't wait to get on the court. It was like an adventure.
0: (laughs) Wow. Now, listen, um, tell me a story about how my cousin, the late, great Zachary Husser, got you cut for the Knicks.
1: God, boy. We, We was playing. We was, we was playing against uh, Stratton. We was playing against Stratton. And I looked up and had 10 points right quick. So they couldn't take me out. So then in comes Zach with about 13 of his guys hollering, hey, uh, boogie boy, boogie boy. And Neil Johnson hated Zach. And I, I said, Zach, just cool it, man, you know what I mean? So. Uh, So then when he took me out of the game, uh, Zach almost caused a riot. What did he do? Next thing I know, I was cut. And then Zach came to New York and he said, the only reason I came to New York was because of you and Freddie."
2: Wow. Zach
1: Husser Husser was innovative. Uh, He got me on something called the Farmers in Education. And he said, "Wherever they are, I want you to help them." And then I come up and speak at a school of the Wings of Gaffney.
0: Yes, so, yes.
1: Innovative. Uh, uh, he would wow right now. He'd be on fire. <laughs> listen,
0: he would. He would. He listen. If he was alive, he would be helping me in my show so much. I have got you and all these other guys. Trust me, because he was doing a little God. something before God. he passed oh, away. I,
1: know.
0: I have the spirit of my cousin all inside me. Because when I thought I was the first uh, basketball player in my family, you know, to graduate and go to college, yeah. he was actually the first one. He did football and basketball at a high level at Columbia University. So salute my cousin. Yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. Exactly awesome. Yes. Yes. Definitely.
1: A great, great guy. In greatest, bas- greatest basketball player in Harlem. Pop Gates. No. Rabbit Walker. No, no, no. Pop Gates. Yeah. Pop Gates? Pop Gates, 10-time uh, MVP in the old Pro League. Played Listen, in Washington I... with. John Isaac and Red, Red Hope, Red, Red orback. Ro- He's the father of the fast break, right? Hey, man, he had, hey, man, his first step was n- like nobody you ever seen. So my mother told me, she said, you're not the greatest basketball player in all of us. I said, yeah. Huh? Nobody, hey, mom. And she said, no, it was the guy better than you, Pop Gates. So she took yeah. him to pop gates and he was security at social service there on 25th Street, where she worked at with Tony Gray's mom.
0: Wow. I posted him uh, up a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. Oh,
1: you're going to have to look him up deeply. You have to look up him deeply because what he did with so, the Rings, because the Rings was the best team. Right. The Rins oh, got you. The best team. Listen. These guys.
0: Their bodies was so cra- and I know these guys wasn't lifting weights. I look at these guys the way these guys was built, the way their bodies and their legs were. It was in- it's incredible. Cooper, incredible. Cooper, uh, Cooper uh, John Isaacs, uh, Big
1: John, uh, uh, Cl- uh, Clayton, the referee. the referee. Yeah, I got, I got, I got. It. Look, look,
0: check this out. Yeah. This is him right here, right?
1: That's him. That's him. That's Bob Gate. Yes, Bob Yeah. Cate, yeah. I put him back. up the other day. Uh listen man, the uh the Rams beat the Globetrotters so many times, the Globetrotters bought the Rams. You serious? Uh Abe was serious. They was, was dead Bob serious. Douglas, Bob Douglas, um you can say he was a innovative fighter for civil rights. Now, <laughs> because he took a team back in the 1920s and traveled the United States. He developed hotels where black people could stay or rooming houses or He developed the first basketball schedule. He developed the first basketball camp. Unfortunately... We're we, we talking about we talk Bob Gates. We're talking about Bob Douglas. Bob Douglas. The owner, coach, creator of the Reds. Ah,
0: got you. Got you, got you.
1: Nice. When Kareem said on the shoulders of giants, uh, he didn't, he wasn't explicit enough, because it was more than just basketball, it was life in America.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to, I'm going to put them up, I'm glad you mentioned these guys, Yeah. because I want to never know. look
1: up the Washington team with John Isaac and Pop Gates.
0: And this other this other white guy I can't remember his name and also look up Red Harback. Now who was who was the coach that was at uh Kansas with Naismith? What was the black guy name? I think he was the far, was that Pop Gates? No. It was a it, I I think they mentioned that. That Pop Gates uh,
1: uh, y'all pop games, me Smith. Smith, Uh, won the first MVP in Chicago in the old pro league. He's Other an eight-time old, old pro. By Charlie, Charlie Hoxie. Charlie Hoxie worked at Wagner. Wow, he mentored all those guys: Joe Hammond, uh, Tito Ortez. Uh, Chico Ramos. Uh, That was a deep job uh, that him and uh, Ron Evans had. Ron Evans? Howie Evans had (laughs) uh, in mentoring kids there in the Wagner Projects. Wow. Evans brought the first tournament, the Big Apple tournament, to New York where black players who hadn't been seen before would be able to play. Him and Eggman, uh, him and Eggman uh, was designing a method
2: to help black players go to school and still be on the same level
1: <laughs> because they were being stopped through a process here in New York. Wow. And
0: I played I a Big Apple game. Definitely helped me out a lot. Keep my game sharp. You know, and it gave me something to do during the summertime. Um, I'm reading off something from Bob Gates. It says, eight-time world champ all pro, two professional world champions, 10 professional tournament appearances, first African-American player coach in the major leagues, and one of two uh, in the NBL. Wow. Won 68 straight games
1: in 1939. Woo! And there's there's more there. Yes. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. And, and, and when he went up to the Hall of Fame and to get going to the Hall of Fame, and he went there on two levels, one as a trotter, but the other one as uh, playing in the old pro league, he handed me his cane, and he said, I'm going to walk up there straight. And it took me a while, but I got the feeling of what he meant. That's the kind of person he was. Wow. So, what
0: was traveling like back then for you guys in the uh days, playing with the Globe travelers? Was with um, the difficult
1: traveling through the South? Um, slavery on a bus. But uh, as a, as a Rick Barry would say, you know, the NBA players gotta wash their own uniform in order to have it for the next day for a game. Just in case you glow, thought you were the only one. Don't got to worry about that no more. No, you don't. But uh, 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 <laughs> all right, we we gonna come back with our
0: last segment because time running out. I'm gonna go come back out and come back in. All okay. right. All right. Wow. History, man, history. So, he,
1: basketball we're like, heads. We're like
0: we'll be right back. Now. We're back. So, I just want to say this to you. You know, I know a lot of players sacrifice their integrity, right, for us. And sacrifice everything for guys like myself. And I wouldn't say integrity. I'll change that word. But sacrifice—that's the word I want use. to use—to help guys like myself. Be able to get education through basketball. And I think that those things that were set up to help me, all of those tournaments, the shirt that you have on, I remember playing in that tournament. Uh, Each one, teach one, boys of yesteryear, Elm Corp, Citywide, uh, Big Apple Program, Go to Hoops, all of these things were put together by men and women who had a vision to help the next generation. So I advise all my viewers and people who are watching, especially the young people, to do your homework, because I'm going to go back and rewatch this video and take down names and do my research on these people so I have a good idea and an understanding about the history of New York City basketball, because that's important. Thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let's get into your coaching, right? Because not only you was a great basketball player, you coached at some of the top schools in the country. How did you get into coaching? Um,
1: How am I doing? You doing well. I can see you. I can see you. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, very good. So what occurred was I wanted to a uh, uh, I got into coaching through uh, r- Rucker, and then I was coaching at the um, pro tournament. And uh, also, we ran a tournament on the uh, morning side called the Harlem Globe Tournament, where Leroy Otis and Earl Mango refereed. Wow,
0: that's awesome.
1: So, and, and that got you into
0: coaching. That got uh, you into Yeah, coaching. What
1: got me into coaching is something that you were talking about earlier it was the academic and also the basketball. So, uh, I finally figured out the academics. And the academics was just simply good manners. Because if I went to a teacher and said, Would you please help me? then they would. And my mother hit me to that. So I wanted to show young people that thought maybe they didn't have a chance that you do. And I lost to uh, John Thompson. I lost Patrick Ewing because I had him going to Boston College. But John Nash got him to go to Georgetown because they approached it as special tutoring. Yeah. So one of the things in coaching, and uh, that's the first thing I said at Boston College, is I said I'm never going to betray African students. And what I did was I, <laughs> I got, <laughs> uh, I had, I had a car, and I put about five or six of them in and drive them around to the teachers. And as um uh, uh one of the students at Boston College will tell you, he was late for his tutoring, and I almost drove my car into, into the dormitory. <laughs> hey,
0: whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. So you was at Boston College, Central Connecticut, Long Island University, and Stanford. Tell me a little bit something about Stanford how it was out there.
1: Well, the only difference with Stanford is I had to talk different. So what what I do, what I do was, I would imitate James Meissen while I was talking. (laughs) And uh, one time uh, I had to substitute uh, in Western civilization. So I was teaching the migration of Germanic tribes, which always excited me.
2: Nice.
0: Wow. So, how did you guys come up with the concept of each one teach one? Um, I told Bob Payton and he
1: was listening to a woman called Alma John.
0: Hold up, go say that again, say that again, go back, say that again. He
1: was listening to a woman called Alma John who
0: had record Who? Who? Who was listening?
1: Um, Bob McCullough.
0: Bob McCullough, yes. And he
1: heard her say, if you see one, teach one. So then he said, each one. Each one.
2: <laughs> wow,
0: that's awesome. Now, I, you know, I posted your video, Drug Free World Program. Tell me a little bit something about that.
1: Um, I uh, found out they were trying to make drug addicts to kids in the fifth grade and drug dealers. And no one was doing anything about it. Also, there was no treatment for Flocker, which 2% of high school and college students are on. So I started
0: a peach one teach one drug program and ain't that a hey man, that ain't my thing. And I'm looking to take it with the Globe former Globe Car Food Program around the country. That's awesome, man. So now, you know, let's talk a little bit so bring the phone down some OG. Oh, okay. There you go. Now, I see you're to a great artist. But some of the stuff that you sent me is absolutely incredible. My guy back here, he's a ball player and artist like yourself, Jamel Powell. Oh,
1: he's he does all. Guy. He's a sketch guy. He said, yeah. "Yo, yep, yep." He said,
0: "He's a sketch guy." He said, "Chad, tell me you can do it with the paint too." Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just doing. We just doing that. Oh, he just yeah, done, know, doing yeah, four K. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. That's something you know, they gotta. The uh, nation,
1: Art Against Violence, we say, don't pick up a gun, pick up a brush.
0: Yeah, he does it with the brush as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And he got some cooking up nice for you.
1: Uh, I saw something he did last week. Uh, he did something on Rick that was very good he did on Rick yes only thing that's yes, yes. with Rick was he left the E out in his name. Yes, <laughs> we haven't got have the E in the name. Yes, <laughs> he did. <laughs> OG, oh, gee! God make
0: some noise for you for sure. That's real. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so real. That's real. So, now, the best high school play you played against? The best college. And the best pro?
1: Uh, Connie Hawkins. Uh, best uh, college. Uh, I'd say Connie Hawkins or Tony Greer.
0: And what about pro? Uh,
1: pro would be Earl Monroe.
0: Oh yeah, the one that. So What the hell did Al Munro do to you that you keep it
2: to this day? Well, we were playing an
1: all star game with uh, that Sonny Dove would have in Brook- in Brooklyn at St. John's. So St. I-
0: John's. I'm going to do, since you mentioned that, this weekend, I'm going to do a tribute to St. John's this weekend. I'll be on St. John's this weekend. Yes. Well, tell me about this game.
1: Okay, so Rick Barry was in the game, huh? Robinson. Hold on, hold on, hold on, the hold on hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh G, you're going too fast. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Come on. Earl was a big thing. Oh come on. Come up. Come up. Come up. Let's go come out. You read these names off too fast. It's it's normal to you, but it's not normal for everybody out here listening. Okay. Who who's some of oh. the players that was out here playing? And St. John uh-huh. Spark.
1: Rick, Rick Barry. Oscar Robertson. Dave. What? Come on. Stop out. Come on, man. Yeah. What? <laughs> in, in Brooklyn? Harvey Comine.
0: Wha? Wow. I've never heard of this.
1: Harvey Comine? Yeah. God damn. Who else? Uh, uh, You? uh, Nate Nate Bowman, Willis Reed, Emmett Bryant. So, uh, uh, Earl elbowed me inside my arm where I couldn't raise my arms anymore. (laughs) So I couldn't play D on him anymore. So then I was trying to figure out psychologically, did he do this on purpose? <laughs> so when we played when we play down the building in the baker league, and I'd be playing down in the baker league with Sunny Hill, I'd be playing with Jones, yeah. uh Ray Scott, or uh, Bill Bradley, I switch every time I got a girl. Alright, <laughs> uh, I was used to people checking me, not me checking them.
0: Wow. This is crazy. Rick Barry, Oscar Robinson, Harvey Carmine, yourself, Willis Reed, Emmitt Earl Bryant. Monroe, who? Emmett Bryan. Who? Hubie, who? Emmett Bryan. Emmett Bryant. MVP
1: 1969, Uh playing with the Celtics. Wow. Who got MVP in that game? Hey, listen. The party was so good after that game. I can't remember. So I'm going to invite. I'm going to invite. I'm going to invite Mike Davis, the Crusher, for one of your shows. Please, please do. Okay.
0: Please do. Listen, I enjoyed having you. I'm about to show you a picture right now. Okay. Is okay. that cool? All right. Go ahead. All right. do let's, it. Let's do it. Let's do it real quick. Oh man, this is this is absolutely been amazing. I knew it was gonna be amazing. I said it in the beginning, um, this is gonna be amazing.
1: The greatest basketball player on this earth would be Oscar Robertson. Oh
0: shit. Ooh. Uh no, I would say Mike, but hey, look. <laughs> well, uh, I
1: get it. I get Michael it. I was get a it. Man, that he was a player because he oh. the players' union and started to strike and started all players. To oh, true. I I
0: agree. Better man, cause I never bought a pair of Jordans ever. <laughs> You playin' around the world,
1: Bobby. Uh, I'm a lot darker than
2: that, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't light me up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <okay>. and, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about it? Tell make you talk.
0: <laughs> That's my guy right there. Oh man! This is awesome. This has been awesome, man.
2: Listen. <laughs>
1: hey, so listen. Uh, when we were at the NBA All Star breakfast uh kareem was asked this question on the big screen tv and there's about three thousand people there and they asked him kareem when did you know you finally made it so he paused for a while and he said when i blocked wallace goodwin's jump shot who's that wallace goodwin Wallace Goodwin was a player that played on my pro team, but he also played in GW. But nobody knew who he was, and they were looking around. So I yelled, hey, I know Wallace Goodwin. I know Wallace Goodwin. Good Listen.
0: Well, last, last question. Last question. Top five
1: players in New York City history. Top five players in New York City? Yes. Okay, so I would have to say, um, top, uh, Danny Archibald, Connie Hawkins, Roger Brown, Tony Jackson, and the last one. The
0: last one is a rough one. Awesome. Ah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Oh man. Listen, I just want to thank you, man. Thank you. I want to stay hey, in contact man, with you. Do. don't stop don't stop calling me don't stop sending me those messages uh, those well, things are motivational motivational let me try to Thank
1: this you let me try to explain this to you easy I probably won't be with the show uh watching the show or seeing the show but um I hope that the sponsors give me the money so that we can put you on national TV
0: oh that'll be awesome that'll be
1: awesome that'll be that awesome like my job. So I'm gonna look up Shaggy Bank for you, a great Harlem player. Uh, and then you get to you get to see Jerry Harkness who'll tell you about the first black players on one team, and last, Mike Davis.
0: Yes, need that. Okay, for sure. Thank you. It's a better honor. Appreciate you. And and we're not finished yet. Yeah. No, we're not. With we're with, not with that picture. With that picture. With that picture? Yeah. I'm sending you a game over basketball heads legends trophy. Hey, thanks. Hey. You okay. well deserved. Well deserved. And I just wanna say thank you again. All right. All right. Just send your address whatever or whatever where I can send it at and we'll be sending it out next week. Okie doke. Thank you. Yes. Salud.
1: in the words of the great Globe Carlos,
2: shake chicken, chicken boo. <laughs>